Yeah, man. What's happening, everybody? It's the homie Rodrigo. I'm back at it again. You know what I'm saying? We've been slipping for a couple weeks. And why have we been slipping? I don't fucking know, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my fucking hypothesis. What's that, everybody? That's my educated guess, right? When you uh, were in the fucking fourth, fifth, sixth grade, started going to the science fairs and shit, your teacher was always, the first thing in your project is going to be the hypothesis. And that's going to be your educated guess. So, yeah. So why the fuck have we been off air or off uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud and uh, iTunes? Um, why the fuck has, has it been? Uh, ha- have we been off? Haven't been on there uh, every week. And thank you very much for everybody that's been checking me, uh, sending me those DMs and shit or seeing me at the live shows. What up, bro? You've been slipping on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the first one was when I was in Mexico and I couldn't upload it on a fucking, uh, couldn't upload the podcast on a Monday. So we uploaded it on a Tuesday. That was one reason. You know, the other reason, too, I've been going back and forth to Mexico back then. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, also, too, the uh, death of our homie uh, Rory Hill, dude. That had a lot to do with it, too. I don't know. I've just been in that weird little fucking perspective uh, changing uh, uh, point in my life, I guess, dude. I guess that's what's been going on. Huh. I guess. Uh, I thought you had a hypothesis. Yeah. It's an educated guess, so I guess it's right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I've just been, I don't know, I've been feeling weird, man. I've been going on the fucking road, a grip. I'm not complaining, by the way. I love working. You know what I'm saying? Been on the road since I was 15. Who'd you go on the road with? Are you like Jack Kerouac? Just took off by yourself. Uh, that's not going on the road. That's more like an adventure. <laughs> uh, I used to go on the road with the band called Voodoo Glow Skulls, man. Yeah, man. Fucking selling merchandise and, you know, fucking, uh, 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 counting heads as they come inside the club and shit, you know, for their bonuses and shit, sake thereof. So, yeah, man, um, yeah, I've been just feeling weird, man. I haven't fucking, uh, been doing shit, haven't even been reading. I've just been, like, pontificating. What's the next step, you know? <laughs> but one thing I have been doing that I can share, <laughs> like everything else I can't share, but just this, huh? Uh, I got a drum set. <laughs> I've always had a drum set, but now I got my, uh, I got um I got my two crashes. I got a trash can uh, crash, which is one of those uh, non-traditional um, crashes that has like the holes uh, cut out of it. And, uh, and then I got a regular crash that I got. I, first time I ever had two crashes because I had a crash that I had was the Zildjian that came with the just a fucking regular uh, uh, basic fucking uh, crash that I had. And I just crashed the fuck out of it and, you know, fucking broke it and fucked it up. So uh, now I got fucking two new ones. That's cool. I got my ride. My shit's all tuned how I like it. I went from 5A sticks to back to Promark 747. Fucking um, pure American hickory. I like those are a bit thinner. Fucking cooler. So uh, that's what I've been doing, dude. Every time I get back home on Monday, uh, we got back from uh, Naples, Florida. By way of uh, Fort Myers, uh, Florida um, airport. And did a layover in uh, Atlanta. And then shot to LAX. And we took off uh, last week uh, from LAX to uh, Alabama. Had a... Uh, no, not Alabama. What am, what am I? Tripping? Uh, Atlanta. The ATL. You know what I'm saying? Right there where Magic City's at and all. <laughs> so, yeah, man. We uh, did the layover there and then uh, took off and uh, flew into uh, Fort Myers, Florida. We had uh, five uh, shows. One show Thursday in Naples at Off the Hook Comedy with uh, Adam Murray. Hey, man. 
and uh, one show Friday, and then three shows Saturday. I haven't done three shows in a while, so that was kind of cool. Get the stamina back up. I mean, shit, I'm only up there doing 10 minutes, Adam doing 15, and then Felipe doing an hour, so more or less more of a fucking, the brunt of the uh, of the uh, load is taken by uh, Felipe, of course, you know, doing a whole hour and shit. And three shows in one night. It's pretty fucking phenomenal. The food was great there, by the way. Had lobster bisque for the first time. I uh, was going to try lobster bisque at that um, restaurant that they have at LAX, but I guess they closed it because all the construction and renovations there. But it was fucking outstanding. Had some scallops. Haven't had scallops in a while. Pretty fucking fresh. Bomb as hell. Uh, tiramisu cake. I was fucking uh, for dessert. And then the next one was a chocolate truffle... Uh cheesecake and not the next one after the fucking tiramisu but the next day i think that was on a saturday had tiramisu friday night but yeah man that was fucking cool and where were we the week before that it's been fucking crazy because it's like we've been everywhere oh uh, the week before that we were in brea california shout out to everybody that came out to those shows fucking uh felipe did a kick-ass job uh sold out uh six shows uh one show thursday two shows friday two shows saturday and one show sunday they added another one on saturday sold that out and added another one on sunday sold that out and it was a trip, though, because the Sunday shows were, like, fucking packed, sold out. You can feel the fucking body heat filled to the fucking brim. We had the homie Dusty Barra come out and do a guest set. Um, the homegirl Cookie was there. Cookie uh, Hall from uh, Detroit, Michigan. And, by the way, Cookie's an old friend of mine. That's where I kind of pretty much started doing stand-up. I started stand-up in uh, Riverside at this place called M Limericks with uh, Eddie Jarvis. And then it was kind of cool there, but it was kind of weird. You know, he stopped kind of putting me up or whatever. got it weird, so I kind of, like, had to take off and go do another spot. And the other spot that I took off where there was some love before I went to Montebello was at uh, Cheers in Marino Valley. And that was run by uh, Cookie back in the day. And uh, it was just a predominantly uh, black club. I mean, just black people there. I was like the only Mexican dude uh, performing there back in the day. And I remember one time some, <laughs> some brother was heckling me. And that's when the, the story of that one brother that was bombing so hard, that's when the Lakers were on top. I mean, bombing hard. All he had to say was, give it up for them Lakers. <laughs> and that's when that whole ludicrous song was out like, uh, I forget how it goes, but I'm going to give you the, the heckler version. So the dude's on stage, and he had nothing to say, and this big old fat black chick started fucking uh, heckling him. And um, I'm quoting here, so, um, you know, this is what happened. This is what went down, and the ludicrous song was all big on the radio. So she went up there on stage while the dude was on stage and went like, Boo, nigga, get off the stage, get off the stage. Boo, nigga, get off the stage, get off the stage. That brother put the mic inside the fucking in mic stand or in the mic stand put his head down and just walked off stage <laughs> and then the chick got off stage she didn't have anything to say so um yeah man rule number one of doing stand-up comedy never relinquish the microphone <laughs> yeah man so yeah fucking um what do we got what do we got what do we got what do we got we got uh yeah rodrigo right here in the house checking in man fucking um feeling good you know finally feeling good i mean i don't know i've been feeling good dude um to be quite honest, you got a lady now, so that's cool. That's, I feel so that's cool. Yeah, whatever, man. Let's step over it. Uh, we had a podcast listener on the uh, What's Up Full Podcast uh, live calling show, and he was in Detroit, Michigan. He's a male dude. He's like, yeah, man, stuff stuff's hard over here, man. Shit, man, harder than Rodrigo trying to get a girlfriend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I'm happy for that, dude. And it's a different type of happiness, dude. It's a, it's a trip. It's not like, you know, happy that you got, like, you know, a new snare or a new crash. You're fucking it up on your drums. Or happy, like, you know, you know you bought some new cologne or a new shirt or a new hat 
at the store a new pair of shoes or a new jacket. Not that kind of happy. It's kind of like that fulfilling happiness. It's like that liner to your heart. You know what I mean? Finally. <laughs> Love at last. <laughs> so I feel good, man. She's fucking cool as fuck. Always been cool. It was a little struggle, man. But now, now we're here, man. So it's fucking cool. I feel good. So hopefully you guys feel good out there in your fucking lives and shit. The only thing that kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable the last couple of days is when we were in Naples, Florida. Oh, let me just backtrack real quick to where we've been uh, on the road. So, yeah. So before Naples, before uh, Brea, um, uh, we were in San Jose where Felipe uh, did a special. It was a fucking awesome fucking night. Uh, Keith Manning came out from Houston. He was a feature act there we had fun yeah man had a lot of fun man yeah man never been to san jose man they got ice sandwiches over there man oh my god man they are so good <laughs> ice sandwiches sandwiches are so good and we ran into lee's it was funny because felipe never really heard about lee's and lee's uh they have one in alhambra i always used to go to that one the old school one and now it's a newer one um they always used to get the teriyaki chicken from there so uh i actually like lee's a lot better even though uh ike's is really tasty the only thing about ike's is that it really fucking puffs you up with all that bread man i've been trying to eat less bread and shit but yeah man lee's is bomb as hell man so teriyaki Chicken teriyaki is bomb, but also the tofu teriyaki is bomb if you guys are not into the meat. So, yeah, shout out to Lee Sandwiches. And, uh, yeah, man, so uh, a little uh, word from our sponsor. That's right, La Cucaracha Pest Control, people. Keep on pumping, pumping. That's right. When you want to get rid, get the kid. Get the Cucaracha kid. <laughs> That's right, man. La Cucaracha Pest Control, um, located in uh, the beautiful uh, city of Los Angeles. Uh, you can find them on Yelp. You can go ahead and uh, call area code 323-221-7666. And uh, they'll go ahead and hook you guys up. You can uh, ask for Irma there. Armando will hook it all up. And uh, whether you have bed bugs, whether you have roaches, whether you have rats, whatever it is you have, La Cucaracha will take care of it for you. That's right, man. La Cucaracha, pest control, doing it, man. Doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. So get a hold of them at area code 323-221-7666. And that's uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control. They're on Yelp. And uh, that's about it, man. Fucking a uh, little shout out from La Cucaracha Pest Control. That's right, right? <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, and we have another sponsor. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Another sponsor. Um, It is... uh. Well, um, 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 all right, fucking, uh, I don't have, <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking tripping here. I have, uh, we have the, um, we have the sponsor, all right, we have the sponsor. I just don't have a legitimate, not a legitimate name, but, uh, a name that we're going to call the business, even though we already got the, the check has been in the mail. The check is done, so the name of the graphics, uh, we're going to have to get back to this. Um, all right, 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 dude. Fuck. Fuck me, bro. Fuck. Dude, I got to text a guy. Oh, man. All right, fuck it. Um, I am sent this dude a text. <laughs> I feel like a retard because I know I've been invoiced by this dude before. <laughs> He's a cool dude, Jimmy. Jimmy Jump. That's what I call him. So anyways, time for some shout outs, man. Um <laughs> I'm all mixed up here, huh? We're gonna go back to uh oh yeah, so uh 
We were in San Jose. That was cool. And then before that, it's like fucking Chi Town, Chi Town, man. And I think that's the last time uh, we spoke. Oh no, no, the last the last uh, podcast we dropped was in San Jose because we were talking um, about San Jose ha- hospitality. We're hanging out with Birdman and his homie Isaiah. He was teaching us the art of the dab and uh, the right temperature and also the the rosin the rosin press. Um, uh, um, so that's cool. And it's uh, the rosin press. I'm over here trying to text this dude. Um, uh, that's when you uh, extract the, uh, um, the, uh, the, 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 the THC out of the bud because you press it with a heat press and, um, and, uh, that low temperature extracts it. And that's like the most natural, um, um, printing, uh, you can get, um, um, as far as like the extraction, the more, the most natural. Uh, so yeah, man. So, uh, but oh, the other thing that I, um, that I found out, you don't have to have a real, you don't have to have a real rosin press. What you need to do is all you have to have is a hand straightener and that's enough to extract it onto that uh, piece of paper. I don't know exactly how to do the fucking, uh, the, the procedure or explain it correctly. I'm sure you just put it on that like wax, uh, um, uh, on that wax paper, you can do it, but it's probably be best to go on YouTube or something and learn how to do it uh, properly. But, uh, that's what I found out too. Cause I was talking to a couple of people after you don't even need that. dude. You just need a big ass hair straightener. I mean, how big is the fucking ha- hair straightener that you need for some like big ass fool or some big headed fool? <laughs> Can't be using it off a little Zika virus, uh, fucking ha- hair straightener head. <laughs> but yeah, man. So yeah. Um, shout out to those dudes over there in, uh, uh, San Jose, with all that shit, so yeah, man, it's cool, um, so yeah, that's, that's a follow-up on that, so yeah, man, um, now, a uh, word from our other sponsor, it is, uh, it is, uh, the 101 Printers, that's right, 101 Printers, located on 4959 Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard in uh, Los Angeles, California, and that's 90027, they can handle all your print needs from t-shirts to stickers, uh, just talk to the homie Jimmy there, and again, that's 101 Printers on 4959 Hollywood Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90027. And you can look them up on Instagram at the101printers. And contact info is jimmy at the101printers.com. And that's jimmy spelled J-I-M-M-Y at the101printers.com. And the101printers.com. And that's jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, at... T H E one zero one P R I N T E R S dot com. Jimmy at the one oh one printers dot com. Yeah, I don't fuck it took four times. So yeah, that's a contact uh, info. And uh, you can uh, DM them, direct message on uh, Instagram or email them for a contract and uh for prices. So other than that, that's them man. Uh yeah, and also uh go ahead and get your uh, yeah man t-shirts i got a new bulk of them a new uh, a new uh, a new shipment so yeah man um i got medium i got large i got extra large i got double x and triple x and quadruple x and 5x on special order you only pay an extra five bucks for that and uh that yeah man that's cool shout outs yeah that's right shout outs um Oh, and I want to let you guys know about the shows, upcoming shows. We got Levity Live in Oxnard, California. That's this Friday, starts tomorrow night. And um, the the shows are still available uh, Thursday, Friday. Both shows on Saturday are sold out. And uh, the other show available is Sunday. So that's Levity Live in Oxnard, California. And uh, that's uh, Friday, this Friday, uh, th- this Thursday, this Friday, this Saturday. 
and Sunday. And that's with Felipe Esparza and the lovely Marcella Arguello. That's right, the big dog Felipe will be headlining over there. I'll be opening the shows. And we should have fun, man. So, yeah, man, fucking uh, hit up uh, uh, Levity Live in Oxnard, California, and we'll see you guys this weekend. Shout-outs on Snapchat to Rigo91, Chinguine1, that's right, man. Sam, Joel Garay, Data89, Edgar Torres, Hops Chaser, Not Her, Victor Eagle Rock, Peter, Joaquin Maya, and JR95002. Also, uh, shout outs uh, from Facebook Lily Espinoza Trevino, Angel Iturbide, and uh, Tony Nava from uh, Naples, Florida. That, yeah, that's right. Naples, Florida, you know? Ain't nothing better than Naples, Florida, you know? <laughs> and Richard Gomez on Instagram and Bluebird66. Shout out to you guys. Um, and other than that, man, that's it, man. That's all. That's all that's fucking cracking. We have, uh, uh, oh, yeah, and Priscilla Andrade. Uh, that's her friend right there. Be seeing you at the show in San Diego coming in October. Thank you very much uh, for the messages. Thank you very much for all the love, and thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, man, so this week we have, uh, this week right now, coming up uh, on deck, we have Johnny Roque. He's a stand-up comedian from El Monte. He's been doing it for about a decade. Cool dude. Um, different perspective. We had a cool conversation about, you know, just like, I don't know, fucking, I think, guess religion a little bit. and uh, But mostly it had to do with, like, uh, third generation, second generation, you know, uh, Mexican-Americans and shit and our relative uh, stance on that. On anybody that's even like, you know, uh, you know, a paisa or immigrant um, of uh, Mexican ilk. <laughs> yeah, Mexican ilk. And uh, anybody that has anything to do with that. And you can, you know, just the whole conflict thing. So it's pretty cool. Um, we didn't even get to comedy. And I met him through stand-up comedy. He also does a podcast with Lee Sayat, who is a sidekick to uh, uh, Joey Diaz on the Church of What's Happening Now. Uh, their podcast was called Life and Neutral. I'm not sure if they're doing it anymore, but nevertheless, you can uh, look him up on that. So it's Johnny Roque. He's a friend of mine on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, Snapchat. And also, what, what do you got now? There's a new, there's a new one. Oh yeah, Marco Polo. It's the application. It's kind of like Skype. I mean, you don't even have to use the app. You can just call me, bro. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I was fucking around with that yesterday with uh, Felipe. He's all, you gotta sign up for this fool. <laughs> so yeah man fucking nevertheless dude johnny roque and that's roque spelled r-o-q-u-e so yeah man fucking uh tune in and you guys have a wonderful rest of the week man keep shining yeah man Burning down, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Fucking what up, fucking Johnny up, Rock, fool? Johnny Roque. How do you pronounce your name? How do you yeah. pronounce it, dog? I pronounce it Roque. Roque. Okay, so you don't give it the Johnny Rock Roque. No, no. Well, it's always Roque. Yeah. Roque. I've never heard anybody pronounce it that way. Rock. Roque. I say rock on stage because it's easier. <laughs> I always called you Johnny Rock. If you like those dudes, their last name is Ruiz or no, 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 Reese or Reese or Reese. Yeah. And they say Ruiz. <laughs> I used to know some fucking guy from El Serino that said that. I'm like, what the fuck up? Your name is Ruiz. I mean Reese. <laughs> not Ruiz, like, not yeah. like Reese's Pieces, but, you know, like, 
Unless you get like a militant Mexican or like, you know, they want to fucking tell you the, cre- the correct pronunciation because, of course, they went to school and they know everything <laughs> they're talking about. You know, it's not, not just pride in their eyes. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, crazy. They're trying to make you feel bad for not knowing as much as them. Yeah, but what do they know, dude, besides what they've heard on TV or heard their fucking dumbass parents say? <laughs> That's my or biggest problem with second generation Mexicans. <laughs> Because they well, would get all offensive and be like, you don't know what it's like. and I was, You I, don't know. <laughs> what, what is it like? Do they whip you every time you fucking get home or something? No, Does well, the government come and take your fucking, your pride, <laughs> your spirit? I mean, dude, I mean, I'm Mexican, dude, you know, but I'm, I mean, I'm of Mexican heritage. I don't consider myself Mexican in the sense that, I, I mean, because I don't live in Mexico. My parents are from there. I mean, they're both American citizens now. I mean, even my family in Mexico knows I'm not Mexican. I mean, I speak Spanish. Yeah. I am of Mexican heritage, but am I really Mexican? No. No, what, Mexicans don't look at us as Mexican. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm American. Yeah, dude. we're I American. Mean, and I'm not. I'm no shame on anybody. Wait a minute, Rodrigo. What are you saying? So you're saying you're not you're not Mexican, dude? I'm really not. I mean, I'm of Mexican heritage, but I mean, you know, whatever. Or when somebody goes, oh, but he's American. I say I'm American. No, but that's like a white guy. No, that's your own little archaic fucking. Yeah, that's a weird way ra- of thinking. Raped fucking non-fucking, um, non-dignity ass fucking, fucking never going to fucking do anything with your life fucking ass thinking of yourself. Because you're, 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 um. Well, that's, right. that's, sem- that's like your 1776 way of thinking of we the people. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, white manifest, de- no, manifest no. destiny! They're gonna come shoot me and take, take, take our farm, it's and bury us, and then fucking live in our house. Like I was thinking, I'm more American, because the continent America, right, right, is right. both Mexico, Mexico and Canada. the United States and Canada. Right. And if you look at like where like Europeans, like they they're not American, they they they're United States citizens. Right. They're United States, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but like. But they're European of European. Uh, yeah, they're U- of European descent. Yeah, there you go. But they're not. They're not American. They're not right. made on the continent of America. And you know what's funny too that I was looking at too. Even if you look at the political leadership in Latin America, I mean, you don't even have to look to Mexico. From Mexico all the way down to fucking Colombia or Chile or whatever the fuck, a lot of those leaders are white. <laughs> yeah, well, light skin, light skin rules. Like, like if it's indicative of the fact that you're bar- browner <laughs> and darker and baked looking, that, that makes you more of something. And if you don't own any land in Mexico, you don't vote there. I mean, you're really not Mexican, dude. I mean, it's cool and all you, what you believe, or you have those people that um, have those tattoos. Um, what what is it? Born in Mexico, but or made echo in Mexico of American parts or some shit like that, or you know, weird yeah, ass dude. shit. The Aslan store shirts. <laughs> the Aslan. <laughs> Aslan, bro. And now you're talking about second generation Mexicans you were saying earlier. Um, so what's up with that? Like, what, what are you? What, what generation? I consider myself a third generation. A third generation. Because this is my whole thing on the generational thing. Everybody says, oh, third, fourth generation, this and that. Um, I just say like this. You're like an iPhone. Whether you're an iPhone 1 or an iPhone 6S or an iPhone 7 now. You're still an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> but still, I mean, you have those generational gaps where, like, um, um, you know, you're, you've been here for three, four generations, and you now it's kind of like you don't even, and not that you don't even have any allegiances to the U.S., you kind of just don't care. You're just, like, living, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's, it's not that, my way of thinking is if a war happened, who would you fight for? Like I think that's like in World War Two when Slow the down Japanese, there, fucking, uh, Mr. Trump, Trump, <laughs> no, no, I'm fucking with you, dude. Like when the Japanese attacked America, uh-huh. and uh, we threw Japanese people in internment camps, right, Manson, right down stuff like, like that. Santa Clarita and shit, right, right. right. And then, uh, then we had them fight like Japanese people. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're gonna send in our own Japanese, 
And they, they were like the most decorated troops in World War II. Um, next to Mexican-Americans. Because uh, I don't know, there's a book called Among the Valiant. And I guess uh, uh. we, and it's funny when we say we. Because it's like, <laughs> I wasn't there. You weren't there. I don't know if our relatives were there. And uh, they were the most decorated. No, but guess, we have ballsy. to say we. Because yeah. if not, they we're not included. How yeah, many, yeah. We get how many mad. fucking yeah. World War II movies have you seen where D-Day, they're all white kids going uh, they are. on the beach? Uh, like, nah, they, Normandy. There's no black guys that yeah. wasn't. There's that one black guy, though, right? <laughs> the die is right there. Ugh. The Bubba Gump. <laughs> tell, him, uh, tell my mom to like hide that, the shrimp recipe. That's the most unbelievable part about those World War II movies. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's the whole Clint East. Eastwood view uh, of old America, 1776 that's, America. That's because, like, b- every war beforehand, colored people were the first to go in. They were the first, well, like, uh, that Denzel Washington movie with the uh, Civil War. Oh, yeah. Where they had that whole. He was the first one to got whipped. <laughs> <Another> <laughs> one. A little tear come down. But it's funny that you say that because the American Revolutionary War that was right there with the in the, in the Boston Massacre, the first fatality was Crispus Attucks, and he was a former slave, I believe. He was an African American. Damn. So there you go. We go back to those days where the Redcoats were coming. Now, um, back to that um, whole thing about, um, you know, third generation and whatnot. Did you enc- when's the first time you encountered that stuff? Because I encountered that stuff early. I, li- I was born and raised in Riverside, so I encountered it. I never went through racism where somebody called me a beaner or nothing like that. But I, see- I seen more like racial shit about skin tones. And yeah, racial sp- segregation amongst yourself. Yeah, and uh, uh, that you don't speak Spanish or you do speak Spanish. But people would always trip out on me because I did speak Spanish. But I was pretty much more like, um, I didn't really like, my mom wasn't like into like fucking letting us wear white t-shirts and fucking comb our <laughs> hair back. Dude. I was like, it's not going to happen, motherfucker. <laughs> Stussy cool. Massimo cool. Fucking it's, it's Ben worried. Davis, we'll wait till your ass gets old and you try to reconnect with your culture, motherfucker. <laughs> It's so when did you first? Because where'd you grow up at? Dude? I grew up in Almonte, California. El Monte. El Monte, California. El Monte, bro. <laughs> right there. Uh, it's a uh, twenty-five. It's like twenty percent Asian and like sixty-nine percent Mexican. Yeah, and, the and other, then the other one percent's like black and white. The ones that the the remnants of what used to be there or something. Yeah, the because it used to be a clan. Almonte used to have like the headquarters of a clan. Is this documented? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I heard about or it. Some like teacher it was told like, you or something? It was a word of mouth from like my grandpa or my mom or something. Because they used to burn crosses in Riverside, dude. Yeah. Well, huh. It was. <laughs> uh, they, just, they might still do. I think they, they still, still do. Fucking <laughs> fragmented <laughs> sentence there. Um, so uh, and what and what 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 did you hear about that? The KKK hotbed or the well, uh, because I'm used to be all farmland. It used okay. to be all farmland. There there the wasn't dairies and shit, right? Yeah. Because Norwalk area, that area, now they moved, you know, back towards my area. Now they're going toward the, towards the high desert. Yeah, now they're just moving. They they either moved the farmland towards, like, the high desert or right. they moved it towards Central Valley more. Like, oh, yeah. They found farm area. Or where it always was, in essence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you uh, what'd you hear about the clan over there? All I heard was that the clan was, like, the that was, like, the headquarters for the area. Because there's still clan members around here. There's still, like, clan areas. <laughs> yeah, but see, like, the whole thing of being part of a group is to be known that you're part of a group. I mean, if you look at the one percent of motorcycle gangs, you see them flying their colors with their little vests. I mean, that would suck to be part of a group <laughs> that you can't promote. I like saying you're, you're a comedian. But you're you're not a comedian because you can't let anybody know. You're just like a bedroom comedian. Well, yeah, you have to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't you're, know if that makes sense. Dude. You're a you're a comedian to your families. There you go. Family members and friends. Or your uh, stuffed animals. Your stuff. <laughs> or your imaginary friends. So like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're still can still clan around, but I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't. 
I mean, being a white dude, I mean, I don't know if I could hop in some shoes here fucking uh, hypothetically, dude. But I wouldn't want to be in the clan now. I wouldn't want to be in the clan back then. What? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> we got to do some shit. It's <laughs> I, don't, I hope that doesn't sound but fucked up. But the clan up. members, used, it used to be a huge organization. Right. They used it's to be like, they used to get, like, get lunches, school lunches for kids, right? Well, Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they used to be like a... Like it was early. I'm not 19- saying that it has that bad connotation. No. Though, was, you know, the Jim Crow era, uh, KKK. No, even b- before then, like it was early on when, got, like, it got started by dude. I used to know the history of it. Uh, it got started in a. It was I don't know if I want to say Mississippi. It was started by three attorneys actually. The Klan was. I mean, we can look it up as we speak. But anyways, uh, not to fucking uh, well, yeah, stall well, what you were saying. From what I was saying about the Klan was that what type it, of organization it was. It was a. It was just a giant. Or it was a community organization like any other. It was at one point one of the biggest community organizations, until the, the like the Grand Wizard, the head guy, the Grand was, Wizard was caught raping a white woman, and then people kind of like. That's the thing. Gave it a bad connotation. And it's like, you know what? We don't want to be part of a fucking band of yeah. rapists. Well, it wasn't even that. It was like, holy shit, this guy's raping everybody. And while well, there's other extremes going on in this group. And, you know, I, I'm all for white pride, but I'm not for white uh, demonization of other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and hum- that's the human thing. pride, I guess we can say. Well, pe- it's like brown pride or black pride. Yeah. But, like, the thing Which I always thought was kind of, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> or even you can see it, like, with emojis now. Ever, like, Mexican people that brown or, like, you're black, the, the emoji fist is black. It's like, dude, it does, I mean, I don't know. Like, every successful, like, you know, color person doesn't, like, give us a piece of their check. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's it at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it never comes. It never or, triples down. Yeah, uh, Tri- trickles, it trickles down. Yeah, tr- or like <laughs> successful Mexican American politicians, they don't. They're not going to give you the opportunities they're going to give their children. That's for their family they, <laughs> and their friends. <laughs> it's, it's your, it's your, uh, your circles. It was. Uh, it was started as a social club in Pulaski, uh, Tennessee, in 1866. The KKK. And then it grew into a much, much worse thing. <laughs> That's, and that's the reason why people say why people can't have pride in their heritage is because they take it out of control. Yeah. They go too far sometimes. Yeah, and I think is I think the broad way of saying it though, like um in the broad form of white pride is uh the wrong way to say. It. I think if maybe you have some Irish blood, Irish pride or English yeah. pride, Polish pride, which I mean, who would want to have Polish pride? Ah, what a dick, huh? How's a Polish guy tie his shoes? Not just one. <laughs> Not to be a dick. I mean, I'm sure there's some poles out there. Sausage is great and everything, just being a fool. But um, that's another thing, though. But what's like, up? when we say brown pride, we mean Mexican pride. That's oh, yeah, what yeah. we directly yeah, we're mean. Not, yeah, we're not, we're not meaning not, El Salvadorian yeah, pride, not. Guatemalan <laughs> pride. I mean, you guys can hang out in the back. It's not really being extended. Right, right, right. But like when white people say white pride, it's just like the the blanket of if you're white, you can be a part of this. Oh but no, yeah, no, you're you're right in the broader sense, and that's and that's the thing. After a bunch of pale people, even though they're you know their faces may be like you know pale Irish, red hair, or you know like uh, the tall white Anglo-Saxon Protestant or whatnot, even a Swiss fool, you're still you know under the bandana or banner of uh, white pride. And that th- I, the whole racism with white pride is. Again, another form of um, the like the the colonization of people uh-huh. because it it was like okay we I could it could be me the English dude against the Irish against the Polish against the Black against the Chinese against the uh, Native and against the um, Mexican or it could be me the Polish the Irish the German as white people 
against this group because there's there's uh, power in numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for in groups and all that. But I don't like. I mean, what 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 effects are we feeling from colonization right now? I mean, are we really like? Are we in pain because of it? I think we're I think we're better, much better off because of it. No, we're much better off because of the civil rights movement and what people and PC and the PC movement. That's the thing that like, people don't give credit for. The PC movement really helped within a like an office setting within a normal work setting for people to move up. Because before Explain that, dude. I come I'm, I'm a little fogged up in uh, your little uh, <laughs> Okay, before people would say shit like, ah, oh, no, I don't want that, that Mexican here. You know, he's gonna, or even a woman. Or even a woman. Be like, I don't want her. She's going to make irrational decisions once a month <laughs> or a week out of the yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She little, can't that be this. She's and, like, the boss would never say it out loud. But, like, if other people say it out loud, then it'd make her feel discouraged. Right, like or, that TV show Mad Men. It shows that elements yeah, of that, right? It's, it's just like, okay, guys, there's some shit that, like, when people are putting their heart and soul into a company to make it better, don't tear them down because of something that they can't change right gender it's just gender sexuality color color. that's something that's when you're tearing down the person not the issue like i had a problem with my cousin about this because we got into an argument and we i brought up morality and he was like who what kind of person are you to bring up morality i was like don't bring me into it this is the argument yeah i'm not the argument yeah i have nothing to do with it yeah what what, what i have to do with is the argument that's at stake at stake the issue yeah this is this has nothing to do with my life choices they're trying to break down and extrapolate (laughs) i mean it has nothing to do with me personally because then i'm defending myself and then when i bring myself into it that eliminates me from everything that just tears apart why i should have that promotion or why i should have that uh why should i have in uh why should i be in charge of that project because now I'm defending myself for something that I can't even control. Right. It just said the same thing as like a judge deciding the case and attorney arguing aside. You know, whether they fucking blow dudes or blow goats or blow chicks. I mean, how are you going to blow a chick? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, they're defending a point. It has nothing to do with their personal lives and their background. Yeah. And that, it's that's a where, like, at hand. that's where the PC culture kind of just like was good in effect. When it went overboard is when people brought it into the <laughs> so arts. said overboard. Well, no, it's because when people brought it into the arts, because the arts are made to shake up the norm. It's made to make people look at things differently. Yeah, social commentary. I mean, Shakespeare did it, too. And when people bring that in a comedy or a drama or anything, that's when a PC t- goes too far. Like on Twitter, there was a thing um, yesterday that was, uh, if men had periods... And then, you know, say something funny, say something stupid. Don't fucking suck. But there was transgendered people that were mad because they're like, oh, well, you do you mean cis men, cis males. And I don't fucking know what, what that the means. What fuck is a cis male? Dude? That's pretty much a, a, a real male, a man born a man can <laughs> identify as man. And it's like, yeah, guys, I'm sorry. We fucking didn't break it down for you, but it's only 140 characters. We don't want to like lose any extra characters to it. That's funny, man. And now back to what we were talking about issues uh, or about earlier about like you know the everybody gets emotional with um, with you know the generational gaps on you know being Mexican American or an American Mexican, whichever way you want to put it together. Um, you ran into that stuff, but I, it's all mo- mo- mostly based on emotion opposed to fact, right? I f- yeah, it definitely is because that's what I've seen. Even like in a, you know what I mean. Well, it's also opposed to. Oh, I'm sorry. It's also based on people just. Uh, feeling discriminated against because of it because 
where we are in the United States where you have the freedom to do whatever you want within legal sense. Right. And to express yourself in any way, again, within legal sense. And for someone to say, well, you can't wear a belt buckle, a snakeskin hat and gator boots because then you're just trying to bring in your culture. And right. it's like, well, first off, that's completely fucking legal. You can't stop me from doing it. Right. And don't make me feel bad for doing it. Right, right, and right. And then people bring that shit home and then they put it on of their kids and then their kids take it to school. And then I deal with it because I don't know what snakeskin boots are or what alligator hats are. And they call me not Mexican, and then I got to fight that all my life. Yeah, because I'm sure when you were in school, that whole uh, paisa thing was starting to blow up or was already in full effect. Because I remember being as a little kid, it wasn't that crazy. Because until like 86, where, uh, what's his name, uh, our president at the time was uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. He passed the amnesty bill. And that's <laughs> when I started seeing the little cows on the side of the trucks and the lit up Fords and uh, Chevys and dudes with their pointy boots. And just to the point where like Mexicans that were already here that were like, Blending in or whatnot, going, Jesus Christ, why you got to be that Mexican? You're giving us a bad connotation, <laughs> motherfucker. Put the roosters away. Even my folks that are from a ranch or were born by midwives go, all right, I'm a little too fucking much. Don't get yeah, too let's crazy. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to bring the concert inside the truck. Uh, I was so mad because there's a spicer in high school that, that was dating this one chick. She's so fucking hot. And all I could think was, this spicer, he has a horse. That's all he has. Spicer <laughs> got game, dog. He did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, as far as uh, back to the, um, the KKK thing, it started as a, a social organization um, on in 1866. But now it was kind of dying out in the U.S. You know what brought it back, right? Or do you know? No, no. What that movie, A Birth of a Nation, that came out oh. in 1915, which actually had its premiere in Riverside, California at the Fox theater Damn. and that gave the rebirth to the kk clay kk clay kkk <laughs> in uh, the u.s just based on the fact that that movie right there had like you know the connotations like you know a brother raping a, a white woman and that couldn't happen again so we got to protect our own yeah and know? nobody thinks like okay that's your um, element nobody brings that down to a person level that's an individual yeah it's not a group of people doing it totally totally it's an in and again the fucking amount the amount of white slave owners that rate their slaves, it, it, like no one brings that up ever. No one's like, oh, yeah, okay, this this one guy did it. But what about all the fucking guys that you, you bought and then you fucked? Yeah, but I mean, it was property, so they kind of could do whatever they want. It's like yeah, buying a hat. I mean, yeah. again, I'm not saying, I'm Within not trying to be funny. Yeah, right, yeah. back then. <laughs> and they were three quarters of a human being for voting purposes. And I remember tearing up the Constitution one time at my house, and my dad got all crazy. What the fuck are you doing? I'm going to fuck that. The fucking Constitution that says that fucking black people are worth three quarters of a fucking person. He's like, what the fuck does that got to do with you? <laughs> I was like, that's not right. And Justice, I'm all fucking almost getting teared up. He's like, I don't fucking get you. That has nothing to fucking do with you. What the fuck? But it does. It, no, it does it later. <laughs> you know, as a, um, I don't even say the person of color because I mean I, I've never felt like a minority, especially in California where there's so many Mexicans. Yeah. In Southern Cal so it's like I never felt like inferior. I never had that feeling ever. I don't have it now. I never had it before, and I will never have it in the future. Um, have you <laughs> ever lived metal. in an in a all predominantly white neighborhood? Or yeah, white? dude. Uh, the first time, but it wasn't really, it wasn't bad for me. It was cool. I mean, there was a couple of assholes every now and then, but yeah. that's about it, dude. But there was enough for like Mexican people to like to be all like, what, what's up dog? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you ain't fucking flying your kite over here, but there's always those assholes, dude. I remember one time fucking, I, I dressed up as blackface at a, at a, <laughs> at a, at a, at a Halloween party, dude. And, um, 
blackface. I didn't. I had black hands, so I put on white gloves, and I had a little black top hat and a little bow tie and shit. And some dickhead ass white dude's like, "Who's the fucking nigger, dude?" And I was like, <laughs> and I was kind of doing it like you know comedy. I wasn't doing comedy, and I wanted to be funny, and I thought it would be cool. He totally demoralized me. I mean, but you know, as a blackface dude, it wasn't yeah. like he was talking to a Mexican dude. And then somebody had to tell that motherfucker to calm down and chill the fuck out. This is so and so, and he's with us, and don't trip. But still, I mean, that felt bad. But again, I was, you know, kind of like, you know, in costume or in character. But dude. the feeling was there. Like, yeah, you yeah. felt that oh, he was yeah. serious. No, that like, motherfucker was serious. Holy shit. It felt like I was going to start slugging we're on him. We're going to have to fight. <laughs> oh, get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, uh, uh, go for it, dude. I lived in Rhode Island for a year because I went to school out there. You said Rhode Island, Providence. Rhode, Providence, Rhode Island. Went to Johnson and Wales. The fuck are you doing out there, fool? School, education. <laughs> <laughs> they know colleges over here, dog. Uh, well, I wanted to go away and just see things on the on the on, other coast, on the east coast, yeah. Okay. And uh, that was the first time I was like, "Holy shit, I am! I it's I'm the only Mexican here. At least it's me and probably like five other guys, but I can't tell." And it was, it was the first time I, I ever got offended being called um, it um, uh, what they immigrant, you? an immigrant. That's Some what they called, called you. Yeah, yeah, and. It was weird because I've never felt that. Like, I, and it was my friend. We were just joking, and he's this white dude from Pennsylvania, super racist, and <laughs> the wood from Pennsylvania, the woods of William Penn. Well, he yeah, the woods, Pennsylvania. Like he told me, like there was one black school, there was one black dude at my school, and he knew his place. Like he said that to me. So Fuck, when he called me an immigrant, I was I got I got offended at first, and then I was like, let's calm down. This guy, yeah, think, he's think. not he's not doing it. In that way, right? Yeah, but I still was like, "You don't fucking call me that. I'm a I'm a fucking American citizen. Don't try and make me feel less than you by using any other type of term than a fucking American citizen." Right, right. And it's it's weird. Like I have a lot of you pride. had to stand, you had to stand your ground. No, and see, and that and that's what I'm talking about with like people that say you don't know Spanish or third second generation. They think that you don't have that backbone when shit hits a fan. Yeah. You know I mean? And that's the whole thing that I think that they don't understand. I don't want to say they like they're over there or whatnot, but I do get that feeling. Cause I've been called a fucking coconut dude. And I'm not like total white boy Mexican or whatever, even though oh, Rodrigo's like a white Mexican or whatever, but I've always, you know, uh, spoke Spanish. I know Spanish. Uh, you know, my, my uncles in Mexico are, are politicians. So, I mean, I'm really come from real Mexican people, but we were like undercover Mexicans or undercover like to the point um, where we would speak Spanish at home and, you know, we would adapt in school. You know, we, you know, we communicate to our parents in Spanglish. My dad more, mostly in English. He went to the same high school I went to and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's the whole thing. People, the, the whole you're not down factor. But, you know, when some push comes to shove, you're right there with them. Yeah, well, because they, they are the group that I look like. Exactly. And they, that's the group that will be persecuted. For no reason, and I gotta help them, and that's why, um, especially during the civil rights movement, when you see a black guys getting hosed and dogs being uh, sicked on them, right? That's why I I have a lot of admiration for that period and the and uh, black people, because it starts with them. Like they're gonna take a lot of the blunt 
of like the worst. Yeah, and then the white people that helped them out too, which were some, you know, yeah, Anglos, well, there was but a lot Jews, of them were Jewish. A lot of Jewish people yeah, did. They're it. the one that came from uh, the East Coast and went down there. Sitting. And again, they they felt this because they felt the same discrimination. Right. And uh, well, and they the Holocaust ended a few years back. Yeah, but I mean, if you it, go back to the East Coast, I mean, they went through Ellis Island. You know, they were fucking uh, peddling fucking fruits and shit in the Lower East Side. And what a lot of people don't know about, like, you know, they saw, oh, I got a Jewish lawyer. That stupid ass joke. Well, the reason there are a lot of Jewish lawyers and there's a lot of Jewish uh, people in law and politics in the East Coast is because they wouldn't let them go to med school. They weren't even allowed to uh, to Ivy League schools, Jews, you know. So they weren't allowed in med school, so they weren't allowed in law school, so they capitalized on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, you know? that's there's the whole thing is just to get to fucking work. Enough the, with the fucking yip yap, dude. It's the survival mentality. Oh fuck yeah, dude! It's like when you see the Mexican guys throwing fucking cardboard boxes in a truck. Like the, that fucker's been at work since three in the morning. He's not gonna be done till seven, and then he got to go home, go to sleep, and do it again. Yeah, and he gets he, that's his job, and that's a hustle. That's the whole thing is like, dude, I can't find work. I mean, there's work, but the question is the work that you're willing to do. Yeah, what what do you want to do? Like right now, I'm out of a day job for a while. Just because I'm looking for something that I want paid at the rate that I want to be paid at for get a day your, job. Get your, start collecting cardboards, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like my girlfriend, she she has a day job too. And um, I was like, hey, ask your boss if they're hiring. Because she just does like packaging for like um, pre-made shakes, like pre-made food. Oh, wow. So she packages that like shit. Like na- Nature Box and shit like that? Or yeah, what? yeah. Something okay. like Nature Box. And then they send it out. And I was like, hey, get me in and so I can have some work while I'm there. And she's like, yeah, but you're going to quit. I was like, yeah, once I find a better job, <laughs> it'd be for us. <laughs> ah, she doesn't want to recon- uh, recommend somebody that's going to fucking fly the nest too early. What happened with your boyfriend? You didn't come over here only work for three weeks. And I was like, dude, who gives a fuck? I'm replaceable just like anybody else. Dog. Yeah, this, this lower end of the food chain. Exactly, dude. I don't know. That's another thing my generation also gets a lot of shit for. What's that? Uh, not taking shit jobs or not being treated like shit at work yeah like quitting uh, my generation is probably gonna be the first generation where most people will have six jobs on their resume before they're 30 the generation of super self-entitlement well that's the that's my problem with that is like it they they uh were called self-entitled but when it comes down to it it's like what are you gonna give me for working for you that long and companies are used to saying i'll give you a gold watch if you stay here this long right and we're like, no, we want benefits and we want to do this because if I'm going to fucking retire, I'm going to need this later. Right. And, and, I think, and I think that's a lot to do with the fact that, you know, your folks probably already went through some type of that bull, some of that bullshit. And they told you as kids. And now you see how they got screwed over and you don't want to take it in the ass just like that, they did. That's an, yeah, that's another thing that like my generation that went through that no other generation ever went through. We saw people and we saw people almost every year get mass laid off. Or we saw a company steal from all their employees. And it wasn't just Enron. There's a dozen other oh, companies yeah, that dude. were like, oh, sorry, we put the money in the wrong place. My account was fine, but you guys are fucked. And there's enough of us that were like, nah, we're not going to play that shit game. Because, yeah, we understand we're not all going to be multimillionaires. Right. We're now also, it's going to be much more difficult to do that. Yeah. Well, well, but we're not also not going to be working like our grandparents stiff. who got fucked over for their Social Security. Right. Because anytime they said anything, people were like, oh, what are you, a socialist? And they're like, ah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to go back to work. Right. And that's whole part of the whole generation that went with the whole Occupy Wall Street that you yeah. know, d- did that. Because, you know, maybe they didn't actually go through it themselves, but they they were part of the result, the end result 
the the ones that were affected. You know? Well, you that okay? The thing people don't think about all the time are the the um, the effects of a of something like that. The effects of oh, yeah. a mass layoff or the effects of a company taking away the everything somebody saved. Because um, people were my age, where they had to deal with a, a family member being mass laid off, they either went through a divorce because of it, because shit oh, yeah. gets tough. When you're with somebody, you have family, people fucking can't handle it sometimes and just split. Oh, fuck um, yeah, dude. Or they go from a fucking home to an apartment. Yeah, they go to a home to an apartment, or they go to a home to a car. Or they, no car to a bus. Yeah. Don't no be ca- begging on Chepo now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna hear this and call us? <laughs> Dick, <laughs> call me, dog. You haven't called me since you cussed me out in December, dog. <laughs> you gotta say his name three times, like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was his nickname back in the day, dog. Yeah, Felipe gave him that name, bro. I fooled you, dog. But um, no, that's totally fucking true, man. And uh, back to the whole thing about you know the whole third generation or second generation. Uh, what did what did you go through? What what's the shit you heard? Like the I, fucking it's just second generation kids getting mad that like I didn't take what they took as serious. Really? Like, because it, you're a kid. What kind of fucking political stance what, are you supposed to fucking take, dude? What can you do? You didn't even have a fucking car, dude. It was let alone a point of view, dude. Well, it was during like high school times <laughs> when like high school kids had their strong beliefs and they're just <laughs> like, I'm Mexican. I come from my family comes from Mexico. I'm in America now, but I still have these heritage roots. And I never Which really had cool. that. Right, right. So I was just like, all right, whatever. What back? And I'm oh, you're, <laughs> you're one of those motherfuckers. And, <laughs> but like, I was just, I was just messing around, and oh. they get mad. <laughs> this fool. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. And then, like, I, you know that group Mecha? Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, ah, I don't want to join the Mecha group. Oh, they try to recruit Are me. the Mecco? Like, nah. The Meckles? Oh, <laughs> and then the lady was like, if you're going to say that, like not even a lady, my fucking an, another girl my age was like, if you're going to say that, you can't join this group. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of your shitty group that can't joke around. Oh, yeah, totally. That's not going to, like, if, if, if it wasn't fun, I didn't want to be a part of it. Right, and that's the thing, too, that your your feelings and sentiment are going to change from high school, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be the same. I remember having certain positions in high school, even in college, that I don't even fucking hold or even look at. That's true. And that's the whole thing of having fun with shit, too. A lot of people don't. And motherfuckers want to be get serious right away and be like their parents and shit or somebody they admire, dude. Because it's hard to get a fucking real point of view and actually start reading um, and figuring out shit by yourself, you know, and fucking, I mean, why do you really need a preacher if you can read? Yeah. Some people are lazy. You know, fuck all that. Tell me what it says. And then I'll believe you. Tell me what it says. I do it. And then I'll go home. Like, I don't think a lot of people believe I'm them. Sh- I'm not shitting on pastors either. Like, I don't think a lot of people believe it when they're, when they're at that level, tell me what to do. And I'll believe you. Uh-huh. I don't think like they fully believe it. It's just tell me what to do. I do it. And we can like, I'm not going to get that deep into thought about it. But they don't try to... And that's what it is. A lot of people don't get deep in thought about it. No, they figured I die, I go to heaven. (laughs) It's subject to interpretation, but you really don't want to interpret it. You want to just have the whole common fucking ABCD fucking belief or on the surface type uh, um, fucking... um, They're the people that go to art museums and they're like, oh, that's that's, that's a sunset. Oh, they don't look I, at the context. Yeah, they don't saying. even look at the context. They don't try to interpret it for themselves. They don't oh, yeah. try and have guidance. And for that's it. A, and, and that's I think that's a, a real like kind of it's not as far as religion goes. It's not really an American type way thing. It's pretty much a fucking um, it's it's pretty global because a lot of people don't dig deep. I mean, even, I talked to my mom. She's Catholic since she was a little kid or whatnot. But she said she's never read the Bible. She just rehearsed the fucking uh, the verses. Yeah. 
or the prayers. Because you go to uh, catechism, oh, yeah. and they show you what you need to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't even remember them. You know what I mean? Myself, but like, I mean, it's cool. I went to a Christian college. Like after Rhode Island, I, I transferred back, and I went to a Christian college specifically to find out what like people who studied the Bible, theologians, theologians, and, and like Dr. Martin Luther yeah. King. Like people who invested their life that actually uh, read Latin, yeah, that read Latin, (laughs) Greek, and Hebrew. Oh yeah, and they teach it, and um, classes are classes are a little different. Uh, Like biology, it wasn't so much uh, based on evolution. It was on on, uh, like uh, interspecial evolution was something that they taught. Like evolution in the sense that we all came from a single uh, microscopic atom, and then we all just uh, evolved from that. So it we're wasn't based out of carbon. We're not. We're not. We're not coming out of uh, apes. Well, no, no. It, it was. We're not coming out of apes, but we're also not the same human beings that we were when uh, we were first created. All right. So you're a Scientologist. No, no, no <laughs> I don't. I'm not a Scientologist. <laughs> I just explain that a little bit okay. more because I'm not getting it. Okay, because I don't look at a. Um, I don't like if you saw a. A chair made out of marble. Okay. And a chair made out of wood. Okay. And then you saw a tree. You'd put together. Oh, okay. Well, they're both chairs, and they must have both came from the tree. That marble chair must have just evolved somehow into a marble chair. Or is it petrified wood? Or is it petrified wood? Okay. But then, if you look into it deeper, you're like, oh no, this is made out of completely different material. Okay. Sure, they grew and look kind of similar. But it's not the same thing. Like they're different. They're different beings in sense. Okay, and that's like the Christian perspective. Uh, no, that's just another way of looking at uh, evolution. Evolution. And what's and that? Well, that's it. What, what's because I know the, what there's creationist theory. Is that cre- part of that? Creation. It's kind of a part of that. Yeah, because the creationist. So you're theory, a Christian Yahoo then. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a Christian Yahoo. It's Are you still Christian now? Yeah, I'm still Christian okay. now. That's cool. Because when I went there, I figured, oh, not that okay. it's not cool. Like, it, it, like I'm the say so <laughs> whether you're Christian or not. I'm just, I'm just saying that's cool, dude. No, like, I I'm mean, not shitting on you, like, whatever, dude. This is over, dude. I grew up in like a whole Catholic neighborhood, and my <laughs> friends that weren't Catholic were either atheists, and like I didn't really ever have any Christian friends outside of my church. Okay. So, and now, now explain that again, dude. Like the the creationist way of uh, evolution. Okay, creationist or, way of evolution is. I get that. I'm pretty sure that's not even what it said. Right. But like, the give me a second, real quick, because I mean, what we know is evolution, right? We came from, you know, apes. They have the uh, the evolutionary chart, but we don't have the one before the baby ape or after the ape kept on evolving, because it obviously hasn't. Since yeah, it hasn't what happened it is yet. Now. So what's what's up? I mean, even since the beginning of recorded history, we haven't seen any type of evolution ever since Darwin has like, you know, came up with his theory. All right, so I mean, theory of evolution now, or is it really going to take? that many generations before there's actually a change in that organism but general it usually does take that many generations for an organism to adapt to the culture to adapt to, to its settings right but to completely evolve into a whole new different being or even like change a yeah. bit to like for for a for a dinosaur to grow wings and essentially shrink or grow into a mass into a master size mm-hmm. is is in in the same area of impossibility for uh, a magical being to say life and then life being because because we're either looked at it we got created out of something or we're just boom magically put here well, well that's the one thing that evolutionists always that's the one thing evolutionists always bring up is like okay well we can we can prove everything with these theories and it all matches up right except there's this the big bang we don't really exactly Yo, that's know a, that what was a, that there. was an orgy 
<laughs> by the that, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mate, it was a, like a big bang. Everybody was piping everybody, and they had nuts that exploded, and it stopped the earth. That's why stars are white. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so all right, the big bang. Okay, the big bang is evolution. Well, evolutionist is magical time. It's evolutionist one magic thing that they want. Because it's it, it still is. hasn't been proven, right? Yes. Or it's a th- it's well, a theory. It's it's not that it, it's never going to be able to be proven. Right. You're never going to be able to have a time where there was nothing, and then there's something. Right. Because there's we still can't figure that out. Is what you're saying? Yeah. We still like we still can't prove. We don't know where we where really we even come from. Yeah. Even though we do have a suspicion or a theory. Well, we have we have an idea. We can we have genetics. We can see what when what went where. But it's like there's this the Tasmanian devil. Okay. Um, they can prove that um, it adapted to its certain circumstances because there was a Tasmanian devil that uh, I think it was in Australia. I can't remember, but it had cancer. It was growing cancer on its face. Oh wow! And the way Tasmanian devils fight is that they bite faces and necks. So they would bite the cancer and they they'd contra- they contract the cancer. Oh, the other ones would bite the cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll spread cancer that way. They, well, they would be getting, like, they, the population almost got wiped. It was like 80% wiped out. Because but of then, that cancer. Yeah, yeah. But then babies were being born with the ability to fight it off. So they, um, they not, not only did they adapt to it, they were able to, like, um, be immune to it. Yeah. Same thing that happens with, you know, like chemicals. Even when we spray chemicals, you know, doing pest control. After a while, those ants are going to be like, this doesn't do shit. You're just fucking giving me a fucking shower. You better get a new chemical that's going to fucking and fight or break me down or with the chemicals that are already inside me that are growing for the new generation that's immune to the stuff you were spraying beforehand. And the flu. Same thing with the flu. The flu shot has made these super flus. Right. Because now you got flus that, like, flus that, like, you know, <laughs> you're saying flu, but I'm trying to say foo. But you got flus <laughs> that are, like, even, like, because people die from the flu every fucking year that we didn't re- really don't even hear about. Thousands of people, right? It's not exciting enough. <laughs> a flu death is not an exciting death, Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> what a fluke. Uh, so uh, back to that pet Tasmanian devil thing. So what, what ended oh, yeah. up happening? So the, the, the Tasmanian devil eventually just evolved past the cancer. Okay. Like they're not they're not spreading it as much and they're not getting it as much and their population is regrowing. And that's it's not so much that it's going to change into a new mammal. Right. It's still going to be a Tasmanian devil. It's just going to have different cells in it because it had a change. Same thing like uh, Homo erectus. That's what we were. And then there right. was another. Before there, us, Lucy, the first bipedal ancestor that we have, right? Yeah. That's well, 3.1 million years Lucy ago. is supposed to be the the our the, link, our link to, to the, uh, the apes, to the apes. But if you look at Lucy, even even if you look at her, she could just be a deformed human. She or could no, just huh. be a deformed human. The closest and link to an Armenian. <laughs> 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 what a dick, bro! Why do you have to shoot that low, bro? What did I do? Right here, Glendale, too awful. I'm going to get fucking struck by a golden rock. Yeah, you're going to get struck. <laughs> There's going to be a fist with a gold watch on it. <laughs> the Armenian mob's going to come. They're quiet. They're quiet. And they're they're stealth. <laughs> uh, so that's our closest link to apes, right? But there, okay, there's there are two different types of uh, Homo sapiens, too, at one point. We have the what? The Cro-Magnon, right? There's a Cro-Magnon, and then there was, like, the Cro-Magnon was the shorter ones with the low brow. Right. And then there was the other ones that were a little bit bigger, not as strong, but they they had uh, higher brain functions. Okay. 
Uh, and they proved this by like the skulls and the skull shape and shit. Okay. And they either they said that the uh, the Cro Magnon were either killed by us, or which I think happened, we just mated, and that created us. Okay. Like that's how come there's different variations of apes. Like it's and dogs, like dogs can do that. Dogs can mate with other dogs and create a whole new one. Right, and then dogs now are just what, um, pretty much descendants of wolves, right? Yeah, dogs are descendants of wolves. And then, uh, and then also too, going back to the all right, we're trying to prove evolution. Now we go, where's the first human come from, or where's human life come from? And that goes all the way back to Africa, right? Ethiopia. Well, some people say Africa. Other people <laughs> say other things, but. <laughs> Like as far I, as like recorded history, recorded history, recorded, I'd recorded say, anthropological history. Yeah, I'd say Africa. Okay. Because Africa's the the first the first people to uh, have writing. They're the first people, because that's what the hieroglyphics is all right, about. Right. That's how come everybody was like, "Holy shit, these are these are pictures." And, <laughs> and if if you don't take into consideration that they're the first pictures, they're not fucking special. <laughs> right, drawing, and then as far as the first or recorded history of uh, writing, or the first ancient, uh, the Chinese, right, that actually organized um, history, right? They had libraries, yeah, and, totally. Yeah. And then they invented gunpowder, the wheelbarrow, stuff like that. And that's again, that's modern humanity. But that, that's that also kind of uh, shows the the mm, I don't want to say magical, but the the wonderment of the the Bible itself, especially the Old Testament, because the Old Testament. Before written history, it was all word of mouth. Right, oral history. Oral history. And I'm not even talking about, like, the miracles or, like, the things that people are just like, that's made up. Not even that part. But, like, the lineage. Like, oh, this guy was the son of this guy who was the son of this yeah, guy. King who David was, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. That's pretty, that's pretty wondering because you're like, holy shit, these guys told this story every year to somebody. They and that, to. that person remembered it. Until he told somebody else. And think about the brain power that we have now where people can't remember certain shit opposed to the brain power that they might have not had then and re remembered all that or added to the story or took away from the story or embellished and whatnot. And that's what the whole thing, I mean, I like the Old Testament better than I do like the new one or the King James Version because that was edited by a fucking king. You know yeah. I mean? And then the whole thing, too, if you go back to um, England and you go back to King Henry VIII, they were Catholic up until the time they stopped annulling his his marriages yeah. he said fuck you we're going to start uh start the church of england which was the anglican church which was what is now like in essence modern day uh christianity right yeah yeah Protestant. Or the yeah yeah the remnants of well the martin luther king start protestants oh, totally. but like it was the it is it's i guess the, the uh, first the, time the nucleus or like the base of what everything branches off to evangelical and everything else right it, well it was the first time uh a person of like high authority was like i'm not going to follow you uh, somebody that's not a priest or a bishop yeah. or a archduke or whatnot or a, a pope in essence. Yeah, who was, was the ultimate authority after the Roman fucking the the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah, it was it was one of those guys that like we were talking about earlier who didn't believe it but went along with it until it affected him, and then he was like, ah, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. And then it's also too because I've heard this too. I mean, I'm not sure where I read it and where I heard it, but I think <laughs> it's in lecture and then I think in a couple like. History Channel specials or whatnot, that the framers of our Constitution, the fathers of our country, didn't even believe in in God or nothing. They, but they knew it was uh, a vital tool in um, organizing government and keeping the masses yeah. in line. Keeping people in check. Because that's the whole thing, too. Back when there was kings and queens, which there still are. Even but now. I mean, but back then, it was like, okay, all the poor would go over there and listen to them, give them their little shillings that were totally in control. you know, And uh, that was a way to keeping them in line. 
Even now, like you could be a total shitbag and run for president. Like as long as you don't murder, kill, like as long as you don't do like really bad crimes. Right. You can put people out in the street. You can like fire people. You can like make people unemployed. That's cool. You'll ruin their lives. As long as you don't put a bullet in their head and laugh and kick them in the head. Yeah, as long as you don't have sex with a man, you're cool. (laughs) As long as you and a man do not have sex, you can run for any governorship in America. And seem... uh, Even presidency, you can run for any political office because people want to believe that the people that they're voting for are better than them. No, no, yeah. We like leaders, whether you don't like it. And we like people of power. We like people that have money. We like rich people. I mean, look at it now. I mean, you know, it's not too far from that. It's not that it's not going to get any better either because people fucking keep walking in the same line of, okay, well, or they keep falling for the same tricks. It's not even walking in the same line. They just keep falling for the same fucking tricks. But do you think it's also okay? It's based on we're talking about belief or whatnot. But do you think that just people just, you know what, dude, whatever, let it keep going. As long as I have a decent job, as long as I'm feeding my family, as long as I can drink beer on the weekend, I'm cool. As long as I can go to some concerts do this and that as long as my kids are all right we look decent we'll just stay in line there's no need for a revolution there's no need to bitch there's no need to complain because there's always going to be those fucking rabble rousers dude you don't want to be that person you know the whole thing is like you don't want to be that guy yeah well that's and that was working fine for everybody until the people until like the one percent people got mad and started to organize not not the one percent but the 99 percent people got mad and started organizing and then People started breaking that up. The 1% started breaking that up because that was a huge but thing. But they can because, I mean, they, they, they run the game. They run the show, right? They they run it in a sense where they want us to believe, where they have more power. In laws in place. In laws to in place keep to keep the system in place. They don't run it in the sense that if. if Go to sleep at 8 p.m., I told you. Yeah, because they can't. We they, have our individual rights. They can't control individuals like that. But they can do martial law. They can do like with uh, President Obama. Uh, he was he he's an he's an average president to me. He he's is not. Yeah, he's not. What's any, the fact that he's extraordinary? That he went to uh, Harvard, top of his class, and uh, that he's black. He's good looking, right? Yeah, and like <laughs> that's some things other presidents were as well. Yeah, because a lot. Like, and, and, yeah, JFK. <laughs> but it's funny the first that you, you president. say that everybody <laughs> that, that got um that got um that got uh. That um, was president, or um, I don't know, um, that got into office. I don't know what the point I was trying to fucking make. I fucking lost it. Um, oh, no, with health care. Oh, yeah, he passed it or whatnot. But a lot of people don't know that seven presidents before him were trying to do that. Yeah. You know, but he's just the one that finally got hit, hit the bullseye and, you know, got his and teddy bear. A lot of people don't know that that same uh, health care plan that people call Obamacare was based off Mitt Romney's plan for health care. Well, it wasn't based, but it was similar to the one that he did in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's you know, similar the fr- to the Romney the, care. Yeah, the whole thing is, it, it's you know, the um, it's just, uh, I don't want to say socialized medicine, but it's, um, I don't know which other way to, I can't figure out the term right now in my head, but um, it's just basically like uh, a, medic- a Medi-Cal, right? Yeah, and it's it sucks. It's a shitty program. It's not what people want. It's not what I want. Because I don't, I don't believe you should be able to put a dollar sign on people's health. 
It's not something that's humane. If you look at it at the sense of, oh, I can make $100 off this sick person, uh-huh. then that's not a humane thing to do. That's uh, It's not like, oh, well. So what's a humane thing to do? What was going on beforehand where like the private companies can put a price on you, let them do it privately, opposed to you know have a government structure? No, no, the humane thing to do is have the government control it, Have have take private companies out of the medical field. Okay. And have the government pretty much just run it and and produce enough incentives. Or regulate it. In yeah, regulate, also regulate it and produce enough incentives so people will continue to create vaccines, continue to create new uh, surgery procedures. But the, the problem with it being a, um, like medicine being a privatized industry is that if you have cancer and there's um, a thousand people just like you with cancer, and a company decides, okay, good. I need to make these profits by the first quarter. Oh yeah, but the, and it's all based on the stock market, and then you have to keep on increasing your profits in order to stay on there, and that's what the issue is, right? Or I mean, at least one part issue of like mass profits, and then you know you, then the human becomes a number. Yeah. Then the, there's a price on your head. You're no longer a human anymore. They're cr- number crunching. Yeah, you're you're just a your 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 pockets. Because if you don't have the money in your pockets, you're nobody. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the whole thing. I mean, you can have if you don't have any money in your pocket, you can hang out at Starbucks, but you're probably not going to be able to get a drink. You can get water. <laughs> Legally, you can get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, back to the thing you were saying, uh, what pe- that's when people started to organize. I mean, I find it kind of funny because, all right, people are organizing. To what effect? All right, you made uh, stuff. You're on the news. Now you messed up the grass at City Hall in L.A. You broke some windows at uh, Bank of America. Okay. We're still at the same place we were when you organized. So well, did you waste time or did you open some eyes at least? Or what, well, what what, what's the uh, outcome or the effect that we can feel or that you feel? Because I don't really feel shit because I didn't really pay attention to it. And I was like, really? I mean, you're not affecting my pocketbook, dude. Yeah, well, then I didn't really pay attention to it either okay. until. <laughs> well, no, I didn't really because I didn't think it was going to be anything out of the ordinary until I saw like government entities step in to like disband people for no reason for no reason other than like oh they are fucking up my greenbacks <laughs> they cannot fucking do this because i mean it's cool to protest and everything but it sounds like time to disperse i'm gone i'm not taking a fucking uh, a canister to the fucking cheek but i'm not taking rubber bullets to the neck i don't like that that the gov that like police officers essentially come down and say that time to disperse and it's like no we are protesting this is <laughs> this is something that we believe in it's not time to disperse until we get what you, we fucking want you see the helmets <laughs> you, you see the they're dressed like an umpire with all that fucking <laughs> padding they're gonna whip your ass but well, that's the shitty thing like all the um okay it sucks that like the black lives matter movement got a negative connotation negative on it? connotation on it because of a few uh, rogue shooters. Right, yeah. They that, weren't a part of the movement. They weren't a part of any group or anything. Yeah, they, were they just, came over there doing their own vigilante type stuff, if that's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, and they, they're they they're ex-military. <laughs> there you go. Trained by, train, train by our, uh, our system, our, our generals. They had the training, and it, it's it's the... Um, it, I, I blame uh, the, the NRA for their actions. Because when people were kept bringing up, hey, we need stronger regulations on guns, uh, the they pushed back. They and just said no. pushed back, said no. Or this the whole uh, the big uh, quote that Charlton Heston had: "You'll pry this gun from my cold, dead hands." Yeah, but that 
that that um the in the in the in the Second Amendment it says right to bear arms to wear a tank top. <laughs> I'm just playing. It says uh, to, the right to uh, bear arms against a tyrannical government. Right. And the if but you when the tyrannical government has like the uh, the uh, military. Uh, oh well, no no. What, what do they call it? The military. Uh, the military when they have drones that can bomb you from a hundred miles away. The industrial military complex or, or is that? What, I mean, when they have that and you just got a thirty-eight and a twenty-two and a shotgun, eh, put your but fucking guns down. That, but that's why I blame the NRA for the the um, the rogue shooters that shot at the police. In what sense? Because before that, weeks before that. There was the whole we need stronger regulations, right, right, and then right. the NRA kept bringing up, or people of uh, the Second Amendment kept bringing up the fact that if there's a tyrannical government that I feel is coming against me and my family, I have the right to fight back. <laughs> and you know, you get a you get a military guy who might have PTSD or might feel that he's being attacked by his government, and sees that Second Amendment flashing in his eyes. Someone's going to take action. Which is what happened. And which is which is what happened essentially like these guys. Or a terrible example of what it, what could take place or what did take it's place. It's the uh, it's the perfect example of what does take place when people because when you're released from the military and you're released due to PTSD, you're still able to buy a gun. You're still able to arm yourself. Right, but what if that guy already had a stash of guns too? Well, even if he did have a stash of guns, that's his own thing. Okay. We should not be able to supply him with more. Like, oh, yeah, you, you're a gun collector? Great, yeah, that's awesome. So, oh, great, you just came back from, okay, and you, and you think these people are watching, okay, and you're going to go, you're gonna, you have plans for them. Well, that's not really my business, so which one do you want? Like, there should be <laughs> or more. Or you just go to a fucking gun show and get it that fucking same day without the fucking waiting list. Yeah, there's, there's a million ways to get it. And there, people keep bringing up, like, well, Mexico has strong, strict laws against guns. And no one brings up the fact that, like, yeah, but they get their guns from us. Oh, yeah. That's They're, one thing. I mean, <laughs> drugs come over the border, but ammunition and, and guns come from the U.S. So they get shipped over there. And the thing is with guns, they're just like cars, though, dude. Every three months they're coming out with new models, new ways, you know, fucking a lighter gun, a heavier gun, fucking. A gun uh, that can shoot through three walls. There you go. Or even month. a fucking bullet that'll fucking tear through fucking three walls. And that was my biggest problem with the AR-15 argument. Was that this was not an assault rifle? It was a single fire rifle, and it's like you—you're not understanding the magic word is <laughs> rifle. Yeah. The, okay, if you're gonna shoot someone with a little with a little what twenty-two? Uh-huh. Okay, you can kill someone, right. but you're not gonna kill the person behind the wall with it. Oh yeah. yeah. You shoot an AR-15, you're gonna kill the person behind the wall and, and the person behind that person. Yeah, you're gonna get the clerk and the cashier. Yeah, and all you had to do was shoot one bullet. <laughs> and it's not that it's it's not that easy. Well, in to the fight words back. of the uh, NRA, uh, guns don't kill people; people kill people. But I'm okay. I'm or also how, not. Or how, or how like uh, Eddie Edison <laughs> says, "Well, I, I think the the gun does help, mate." But you know, I'm not. I'm also not for taking away all guns. I'm just for you know crazy yeah, and, people not having. Yeah, them. and my whole thing is, is like, yeah. But even though you have those like Ruby Ridge or you have David Crush, a lot of those ones where they got in the whole bullshit with them is because they started like getting like mad cash uh, catches of guns, dude. They started building up like a military. Like they, I don't know. I heard like Crush had a tank and shit like that. Like you can't be fucking. You know, the government they track all that stuff. But the whole thing is that. You know, there's so many people to control and stuff, you know, or, you know, look after that we don't go there till fucking the shit hits a fan or whatnot. Well, and I'm saying we, but, you know, no, that's government what, ent entities. That's one thing that uh, Los Angeles FBI. will never get full credit for 
1992 when we had the riots, uh-huh. it showed the rest of the country what uh, what a group of people can do. If what you a group push of them. Koreans could do to black people if they start yeah, breaking their store <laughs> when the cops don't come. <laughs> you see, because we were watching the videos one time in a hotel room. I was like, because, dude, my parents were like, dude, don't watch that fucking shit. We're going to go do something else. The shit ain't going to come to Riverside because the cops are already strapped anyways. But still, it's like uh, some Korean gun owners were just fucking taking it out with AR-15. But what are you going to do if the cops ain't coming? Yeah, the cops aren't showing do? up. What are you going to do when your fucking building's on fire? I mean, you're going to have to start fucking strapping yourself. But, like, what you were saying is what, what you show the country what somebody can do with riots the thing is they fucking burned down their own neighborhoods the, well, the, uh, fucking beverly hills was protected and all those fucking yeah, posh neighborhoods were fucking taken they care burned of. down their own neighborhoods but if it kept getting crazier and crazier and people kept getting ensued to riot more right that would have spread to their neighborhoods yeah because the thing is they that they stopped that. it or, oh totally and then it was martial law the national mm-hmm. guard came in because once the national guard says fucking after this time don't be out they will drop you mm-hmm. there's not going to be a question whether oh there's a video and this like nah dude no this is law yeah. he's out after eight it's 801 you're done yeah totally that but what, what, it showed the country yeah, that if you, you it showed the country that if you piss off enough people that we will burn ourselves down and that hurts us yes but it hurts you a lot more because we are the have nots oh yeah totally we are the people who are like I have a house and I have a car if I lose those I don't have anything then I gotta buy get get another house and a car you have a house a house a house a car assets liquid have, assets you have blocks you have industries. Hell yeah. And we will make Saves, you just have banks. a house and a car just like me. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And you don't want to live that way. <laughs> Check out Johnny Rock, dude. It just sucks that, like, it it makes us, it makes people have to be pushed to that point to get up and but, do something. And you know what's, what's crazy, though? What it took, though, was some dude on PCP getting the shit beat out of him yeah. by cops. And if he wouldn't have been on PCP, that video wouldn't have been that long. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I mean, that's a reason for it, but that is a reason for what took place after that, after they were acquitted and whatnot. It was part of the reason, because before that, cops beat the fuck out of everybody. Well, dude, I talked to people, like, uh, that live in L.A. back in the day where there was no fucking cameras and cops were just having their ways with people. My- Even if you see if you see videos of now, you know, all right, cool, there's a fucking camera, but imagine when there wasn't any cameras. What were you going to say about your My dad? dad used to get his ass kicked Are you all saying, the time. As a young man? As or a young a- man. He was a cholo. Oh, your dad was. Yeah, yeah, and like, Where, what what neighborhood? Were uh, Boyle Heights. Oh, so he's okay. He used to get his ass kicked. The cops wouldn't even take him into prison all the time. They would drop him off in another neighborhood after like they would beat him up, take him to another neighborhood, well, drop him off. Rivals. Yeah, yeah, and just have him walk home from there. So that way he can get his ass kicked again. Yeah, yeah. So like somebody else would take care of them. Yeah, dude. And that's and it fucked sucks. up shit, dude. It, like it's it's shit. That's because our harbinger, our our harbingers are uh, or our uh, gatekeepers of uh, justice doing that to the populace, we, or to citizens. Because you know? we we want to believe there's better people out there than us. And, and we want to believe. Thing, and I'm one of those believers of the system too, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. If <laughs> you fucking fucking around with me, fucking oh, you ain't got guns, no. But fucking my friends on the other line of 911 do. Yeah, I know. I lo- I, I love the system. I love when it is being worked properly. Oh, hell yeah. But when a cop is either being lazy and harassing people and hoping to get a ticket out of them or oh, is yeah, yeah. either to just... To meet his fucking quota. Yeah. Just being a jerk. Just being... Like, I, I I get followed all the time by cops. It's, it's like, not as much as it used to be, but, like, I'd be followed 
I'd get pulled over maybe Fix once. Fix that taillight, dog. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Give her those ball fucking tires. Dude, if it's a taillight, my hands are staying on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have been fucked with by cops? Yeah, me and Rizzo used to get fucked with by really? cops all the time. Because, dude, I never, dude, I'm not to say that, you know, I've been pulled over like 10 times. I've been let go like seven. But, I mean, you know, I've never had, you know, I try not to have any broken taillights, any fucking ball. Because they can pull you over for ball yeah, tires. Yeah, for anything. You know I mean? So, you kind of have a nice, clean little car. Well, I have a little beat-up car. There you go. Because they don't pull you over for that. I have a big-ass dent on my hood. I've only been pulled over three times in mm-hmm. that car, two or three times. Once, I was coming home, and a cop followed me for about... Four a, blocks, four or five a, blocks. This is a third generation Christian, by the way. Yeah, yeah. For like four or five blocks. Imagine follow if you had me gator, home. gator boots, a <laughs> little hat. Little hat, mustache. Well, I have a mustache. But <laughs> In high school, dude. Uh, followed me home, and then like I parked, and then he hit the lights. Oh. And I was like, In officer, your driveway or just on the like street? Like across the street from my house. And I was like, Officer, I live right there. He's like, Good. Give me your information and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, why is your license plate so fucked up? And I was like, because I bought it that way, officer. Is there anything else? And he's like, I got to run your plates. And he's like, there's a warrant, but it's not yours. It's somebody else. I was like, good. Is there anything else I can do for you? Thank you. Goodbye. Like, it happened to me from the Sunset Room one time. I wasn't uh-huh. drinking that night or anything. I drove home in my mom's Z3 because she, she, like she has like a 97 BMW. Okay. And she lets me drive it whenever my oh, car's yeah. in the shopper shit. I, I've seen that little BMW when you try to act like a little baller. Yeah, yeah. When I gotta act like a little baller. <laughs> Fuck it with you. But uh, she, uh, I, dro- I drove home f- from the sunset and I swerved a little bit because I was gonna get on the wrong freeway, so I had to swerve out the lane. And this cop followed me from the on ramp of the sunset room to the off ramp of Almani, and that the he he circled around me to look at what he could pull me over for. And then when I got off, he, he hit the lights, and uh, he's like, do you know your front license plate is out? And I was like, yeah, I already got a ticket for it, and they can't give you another fix-it ticket for the same thing. I showed him the fix-it ticket. He's like, okay, um, let me run your information. What, where are you coming from? I was like, I was doing comedy at the Sunset Room. It's a bar up the street from when you started following me. And he was like, oh, really? Uh, do you want to tell me some jokes or anything? I was like, no, I'm not working right now, officer. Can you run my plate so I can leave? <laughs> You're all militant. I get bull. fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always subservient. I, I turn that voice, say, hey, how you doing, officer? Uh, this is my well, license well, and registration. I get, <laughs> I get mad when I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got you. put over like two two blocks from the, uh, t- from the improv in Hollywood. And I was high. Or I was coming down from a high. I wasn't like high, high. <laughs> you got to stop hanging out at comedy spots, dog. <laughs> Well, I was coming down from a high, but I was still kind of high. Uh-huh. And the cop pulled me over, and uh, he, was, he ran my plate, and he's like, you got a warrant, but it's not yours, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, officer. And he and I was two blocks away, and I could see the improv from where I parked. So I just got out of my car, and I walked because, like, I didn't want to swerve or anything right, and then right. have him be like, oh, well, let me check your sobriety. Oh, fuck that. And uh, so I just walked, and I saw him look up and look at me walk. <laughs> and I was like, too late, bitch. Oh, you yeah. can't pull me over now. <laughs> Dipshit. But yeah, dude, they kind of go out of the way. And also, too, I think maybe they might be bored, too. Let me. Yeah. The whole thing is that they're trying to – they won't follow you unless they really think they got something. And mm-hmm. then they go, fuck, I could have got this motherfucker. Because they get, they get a high off getting people, too. That's their thing. Yeah, you know? they like the power. Oh, no, it is. I mean, the whole th- the miscarriage of justice in that sense or the misuse of it or, you know, the propensity to fucking be an asshole just out of spite. 
you like, know, but sucks. And they go be, to the little stereotypical thing, and they probably thought you were a little something, something, a little gangbanger, a yeah, tiger just or something. A, a, a paisa or yeah. something. Uh, not some dude that uh, studied in uh, Providence, Rhode Island for a fucking, <laughs> for two semesters if you were in the semester system or three quarters if you're in the quarter I was system. I quarter, quarter system. There you go. I was a quarter system, dean's list, all three quarters. Check you out. I made the dean's list, dude. Yeah, but then I got then I did comedy when I got here. Oh, that's and uh, that went away. That you finish your <laughs> you finish your education though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. Well, and I wanted to go back to the point where I told you I was uh, in high school and ripping up the Constitution. Then my dad's all, "What the fuck's I got to do with you? No, they're fucking three quarters of a person." And then fucking what I didn't understand it was for voting purposes. So mm-hmm. the more prosperous the slave owner, the more uh, slaves and the more votes he could garner. And then you know you understand that now, which is still kind of you know wrong. But I mean, the setting of the time. All right, well, that's whatever. why Mexico's in the shit fucking spot it's in. Because like in Mexico, you can't vote if you don't have land, right? If you don't own oh, property. Oh no, yeah, no, no, you can't now. Back okay. then it wasn't. Yeah, but uh, you have to have an ID and has to have a certified uh, voter identification. But, but I mean, the framers of the Constitution made it so it can be amended. That's why it's been amended. Not you know, in those times it's been amended, but it's a working piece of uh, of, uh, of it's a living document. Yeah, there you go. And that's so. that's what I hate about the people. Uh, like that, that um, Justice Scalias? Scalia? Yeah, Scalia. Uh, may he, he rest in peace, by the way. He was a part of the Federalist Society. <laughs> why, why don't you like <laughs> our old Italian boy, boy Antonin Scalia? Because he was one of the guys who didn't believe that it was a living document. He yeah, he was a traditionalist. This is the document, and this is what we have to live by. Right, and he went by the words and the interpretation. And another guy that studied Latin. And, but that that's that leaves society in a stagnant time of themselves right he didn't believe in evolution grown. right <laughs> he didn't believe in a lot of things <laughs> right on man it was a pleasure talking to you man we cover some shit and uh, we'll fucking uh we'll do something later man fucking it uh, let it go all right playboy peace peace <laughs>